You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 13. Thank you so much as always for listening. I'm really excited for you to hear this session because it is a mostly life session. And I think that's really important sometimes uh, to both have those sessions in coaching and to acknowledge why that matters so much. I mean, obviously in general, <laughs> having a having a beautiful life matters, but in the context of business coaching, I think it matters so much because if we're not also looking at the life stuff, I think two things can happen. One is that we are feeling really uninspired to kind of do more or get more excited or dive into our business because it doesn't feel like we're getting what we want in other ways. And then the second thing that I think can happen is that, you know, we are just coming without our cup full to business. And so we can be looking for the business to fill our cup in all these ways that it can't. (laughs) Or again, we can feel kind of burnt out and uninspired because we're not bringing a full cup or a full experience to the business. And so really, really important to look at these things and to have these sessions just as much as it is to have the session like we did last week where we were planning uh, her maternity leave. So I think it's just really helpful to see both and I hope this really serves you. Hello. Hello. Oh no, wait, hold on. It's not, this is not doing this correctly. Microphone. Okay. Oh, there she is. (laughs) Okay. That like, I mean, I didn't realize I couldn't hear you well, but I can hear you very well now. (laughs) Oh, do I sound so much better now? You do. (laughs) Ta-da! Anyways, (laughs) what's going on? How you feeling? Um, I'm like weirdly nervous, and I haven't been like nervous for a call like this in a while. And like, there's not like, at least not that I like know of. There's not like anything in particular that's like got me feeling nervous. But I'm just like, I don't. Maybe it's not nerves. Maybe it's like excitement, tingly. I don't know. But there's some like energy buzzing happening of some kind. I'm going to decide it's a good energy buzz, not an anxious energy buzz. Well, I feel like that's like the thing that's so interesting about uh, excitement and anxiety is they kind of feel the same in your body and it's just how you label them, right? Uh Uh-huh. For sure. Like every time I like decide to like join a coaching container or like a program or something, literally my stomach goes like it's going to like turn from inside out and I'm going to vomit but then, like, you get in, you're like, oh, this feels, like, so good. So it's, like, that's the difference versus, like, totally feeling contracted and being, like, what did I just do? This is terrible. Yeah. Which, like, we just know the difference, you know? I so. worked on a project in college for my honors thesis where we basically, like, gave people this, like, um, in, like, this – it sounds really bad when I say it, but I swear it was you know, <laughs> like, this gas to inhale and it, like, kind of brings out the physical symptoms of a panic attack. And, oh gosh. Um, some people would be like, that was awesome. I was high. And we're like, you definitely weren't high, but cool. <laughs> and some people would be like, that was horrible. I hated every minute of that. And it was just like really interesting because it's just like so about like what our brain is labeling the experience, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes so much sense that it's like all meaning, basically. Because yep. so otherwise, like you don't have a like you don't have like a basis of comparison, right? Like 
You're just yeah. like, what experience feels similar to this? Exactly. Being high versus like freaking out. Versus like, right, <laughs> if you're someone who's already had anxiety, you're like, oh, maybe that. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting. And we're not talking about like anxiety disorder. We just mean that yeah, as yeah. a feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So you're excited um, is is where we've landed. <laughs> I guess. I feel like I'm so disoriented on Monday, so I'm always glad we have our calls on these days because it like basically helps me get my week on track. Because like even when I fill out the questionnaire, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't remember what happened last week. Like, where I am and what my name is. <laughs> but like I showed up and I did whatever I had to do and that's like – I trust that was enough. So whatever. We good. Um yeah, I um I was thinking about it and one of the things that I've been like feeling and maybe this is like a restlessness, who knows. But I've just like been feeling this like deep desire to like live my life more. Like I feel mm. like I've been so immersed in the online space and like it makes sense, right? It's like been COVID for whoever yeah, yeah, knows yeah. how mm. many years um and like now being pregnant and still having a kid that like can't get vaccinated and just like there's just a lot of like anxiety about like going out and like even things like travel are a lot harder. Like I was telling folks earlier, like I like I used to have no problem like getting on an airplane and like flying places and we used to like travel pretty frequently or like have folks come visit us pretty frequently. And now like the thought of getting on an airplane like just brings up all of the like panic of like we're going to have to wear our masks and like, you know, traveling with a toddler is like <laughs> an experience in and of itself. Like, will this go well? Will it not? Yeah, we are like already rolling the there. dice minus even right. adding masks into the equation. Oh yeah, my gosh, there's just there's just so much, and so I'm like, kind of like playing into this idea of like, okay, well, what does that even look like? And you know, another example of this is like, I have these like massages that I like want to book, but like haven't because Omicron surged, and then I was like, well, I don't want to go get a massage and get COVID because then. That, like, impacts child – like, it just – everything, like, feels, like, so much. Maybe that <laughs> – the anxiety. But it's also feeling like um, – like, there's a part of me that's like, well, at the end of the day, this is still things that I'm at choice for, right? Like, I can choose to go get the massage, but it's like, this is the risk of that. And, like, who knows? Maybe in my head I'm, like, blowing up some of that risk, like, bigger or whatever because Ori's also like, you need to get out more. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, you know, I meanwhile, and he's, like, with COVID patients all day. So he has a totally different kind yeah. of experience and take on everything. But, like, meanwhile, you know, my OB's, like, don't get COVID because that's really bad. And, like, I don't want anything to happen to this baby. So I'm just, like, I feel stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, a lot of pressure, especially when I'm sure you experience so many different feelings about like what's happening to the baby because of all that you've been through. Like the weight of that is so, so much greater than if it was just, I mean, obviously you experience that no matter what I certainly have this time too, but like, I think it, you're, you're having it on like such a heightened level. Right. 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 For sure. Yeah. So that's kind of like what comes up for me and even simple things like being able to like go out to dinner with my family. Like we used to like stop by this Mexican place like once a week and just like it was so like fun. And again, like we've been hesitant to do that with like the Omicron surge because the risk of eating in restaurants is now higher. Um, But like so I'm jealous every time I like see people like out at restaurants, their drinks, I'm like, oh, like I would love to go to a restaurant, but it just like doesn't feel right to do so. What comes up for me is almost like I feel like 
be me here, right? But it's almost like (laughs) getting yourself on board with like whatever choice you want to make. Like if you're like, I really want to make the choice to feel safe going out more than like really being like, okay, cool. My job is to get on board with that. Or it's almost like I really want to make the choice that like I feel really good about my decision to not do that more. Mm -hmm. But like I think that like vacillation is what gets really hard because then you feel wrong almost no matter what. Like if you go out you're wrong, but if you say it, you're wrong, yeah. and it causes like a lot of tension, right? I think a really important lesson here that we're talking about is the idea of getting on board with what you want most being so vital and important. You know, because vacillating back and forth is what makes us always feel wrong or like we're always missing out on something. And, you know, this is normal. There are going to be trade-offs we experience in life and business, but getting all on board with the ones that we've picked and the desires that we're going after is so, so important because that's how we can feel like we're getting it right. That's how we feel aligned. That's how we feel really able to take action to get more of what we want. When we kind of go back and forth between the two, all of that goes away. We're out of alignment. We're taking action in multiple directions, sometimes working against each other or against ourselves, really, but each of those decisions, right? And we're left always feeling wrong because we're not accomplishing both things at the same time. And so getting on board with what you want most, check in with yourself if that's happening for you. I think it's so normal in business and in life to find ourselves kind of backed into a corner and have to do that mindset work to go, what do I actually want here and how do I get out of this? And it's amazing what comes after that. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think there's also just like certain pieces of like relearning to like live my life again. So like when we travel, you know, like we have to figure out what to do with the dogs. And so it's like, there's all these layers of things that I like had routines for. And like, now I'm like having to relearn Mm -hmm. those routines or even things like, or create new ones. Yeah. Or create new ones. So like Ori got invited for an interview, which is really exciting. And they invited him and I out to dinner. Um, and I'm like, I gotta find a sitter for me. Like, I don't, like, I don't know the last time someone stayed with her because it's been pandemic times and, like, that just hasn't been a thing. Um, so, yeah, like, it's also, like, a willingness to, like, be like, okay, like, this means I have to, like, learn new stuff. And I think, like, my this is, like, a place where my body's, like, throwing a tantrum because we're, like, we've just been learning so much new stuff lately that I don't want to learn anything new. But that's, like, the trade-off of, like, okay, if you're going to go out to dinner without your kid – Someone's got to watch them, you know? What do you mean when you say learn something new? Like, why do you think it's coming, like, getting framed in that way? Um, I mean, I think just, like, the – the when I think about, like, the pandemic and even about this, like, second chapter of our infertility journey, like, it's just been navigating a lot of newness. So, like, um, you know, like, I think about early on, like, when the pandemic first hit, like, you know – or you like got sent home from work. And so like we were both home together and like trying to figure out how to like balance our like nine to fives. And I was also doing my business and we had a toddler home with us because daycare was closed. And then like at some point he went back and I had to figure out how to do work at home with my nine to five and my business and the toddler. And then she went back to school eventually. And then it was like just me. And so it was like, there's just been so many big transitions in like, and each of those things has felt new and then on top of that it's like 
been navigating losses for the first time and like figuring out like what protocols to do because like our even our like diagnosis changed and so like mm-hmm. we had extra so everything has just felt like one new big learning curve after another. I think that totally makes sense. And I think not all of that's true. It almost is like because you've had the big learning curves, it feels like it gets applied to the little things. Like, okay. If that makes sense, right? Like you probably yes, don't really like need- my brain is like blowing it up. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not like you really need to learn a new process for like getting a sitter or getting the dog watched or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you actually know how to do that and have done that a ton. Yeah. Okay. So I feel that like makes it's, sense. it's just almost like that discernment of like, where is it just like, oh, this is something I haven't done in a while, but it's going to be like riding a bike or mm. where is it like, and I'm saving my mental energy for the things I really do have to mm-hmm. learn and navigate. And I think that's like really, really synonymous with business where like sometimes there is new shit we have to learn, but so much less frequently than we actually think. Mm. Yeah. Like there's a lot of it that is pretty tried and true, you know? So something really important here that I think is just good to see what our, you know, brains do to us is uh, this idea that Michelle was talking about of like it always feeling like she has to learn something new. And obviously it's beautiful to, to know we can do that. But I think there's also this really important piece of remembering that we have evidence we've done it. And when we apply this to business and don't make everything feel like an intense new learning, it's actually what helps us move forward more. I feel like you know, sometimes in our industry, it really gets glamorized to kind of be always in like learning mode and all of those things. And I think that's really, really relevant to um, build your skill set in business. But I also think that it's a quick way to burn out is to kind of constantly feel like everything is this intense new learning. What I really think is most beneficial is for you to be doing most things that you have evidence that you've done and it's worked and to be stacking like one new thing you're learning on top of that at a time so that most of business can feel relatively easy while you're still progressing in some other way. But if it feels like it's all like that, your days and your weeks and your months are just going to feel more intense because it all feels like an intense new learning. And, you know, ultimately we want to have more ease. We want to feel like we're an expert at a lot of the things we're doing and being able to balance those two is where we really get that feeling while still being able to acquire new skills without the same level of intensity or turmoil in the business. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I think that like makes a lot of sense and it's like a good reminder too of like, I can figure it out and like I will figure it out. Um yeah. There, yeah, I just think there's like a lot of like back to the uncertainty piece, right? There's a lot of unknowns and so that just like brings up anxiety and it's like there's not like a right decision here, which again is that more irony of like the universe like being like, here, go learn the lessons that you teach your clients just in other <laughs> spaces um, that you just have to like make the best choices for you. And that can be like hard and scary. And and then back those choices, which is the hard right. part too, right? right? Because it's like one thing to make them, but then it's another to like keep constantly backing mm-hmm. that when like shit gets wild, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
So, so what decisions feel like you need to think about or make right now? Like what feels like really on deck? I mean, I think like spending some time even just like feeling into like what this like whole like desire of like living my life even looks like and like yeah. what I want that to be. Um, like that feels like a good starting point because then like I'll have clarity around like what are the things that I need to like weigh and decide on. So like, yeah, even even things like um, there's been time periods where we've had like someone come like once a month to like clean the house, which always drives Ori nuts. But then I think he secretly also likes that the dog hair is gone. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he's like, why did we spend money on this? But he's like, oh, the house is clean. Um and so, like, you know, I'd love to be able to, like, have them come <laughs> once a month. Yeah, yeah. But again, like, that's humans in the house. So, like, just deciding, like, what are those things that I, like, want? And maybe it's, like, deciding what I want right now versus, like, what are, you know, future ones that I'm, like, I'm not willing to take this risk right now. But, like, you know, in a couple of months if things have, like, calmed down a little bit with the pandemic, then, like, maybe this feels safe. Or, like, you know, maybe it is okay to, like, let one or two humans in the house masked and, like, you know, call it a day. And so just kind of like figuring out like what's going to feel good for like my sanity and also just like for like life too. Just like, oh, this is like fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it almost is like figuring out like what your biggest priorities are and then like yeah, it gets more clear from there. Like if it's like – yeah, I'm just making this up. But it's like if the biggest priority is like I want to spend more time with my people – then you're really prioritizing that or, like, putting your risk mm -hmm. level there as opposed to, like, yeah. having someone come in and clean the house or vice versa. Like, you might be like, I get enough of my people. What I really want is just, like, more <laughs> support with, yeah. like, you know, childcare or housekeeping or whatever. But, like, I think it just helps you kind of see, like, where does it feel really worth it or good to maybe, mm -hmm. like, up the risk factor slightly versus where does it just feel like, yeah, I could go wild on this, but in some cases I do want to moderate, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and like, you know, I also think this is just a product of having like a really like cold winter, whereas like normally we could like be outside more, but it's been like below 20, like <laughs> it feels like every night in January, That's which crazy. is like not mm -hmm. normal for Virginia. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. this is so cold. Um, and so like, I haven't been able to like, you know, I would like grab coffee with friends and we would just like sit outside. So like, obviously there's like ways around this, but like I would, my poor little Florida body would yes. to death not ways that are at all comfortable. <laughs> but I had to sit outside right now. And like right now it's like a combo of like sleet, rain, snowing, un unclear. The universe couldn't even decide <laughs> what it wanted to do today. For sure. Um, so yeah, I feel like too, there's just like a like just been like a heaviness of everything and it's just like it's like turning into that restlessness of like is it spring yet like can I get out can I leave can I do the things um and I think too like some of this is probably like new baby oriented too of like wanting to just like do some things before yeah. things get even more complicated for sure um well it kind of reminds yeah. me like in some ways of like what can happen in business sometimes where we want it all and we want it all at the same time and so it's like uh -huh a little bit hard to navigate how to chase that where we're like, I want one-on-one, -on -one, but I also want to launch a group program, but I also really want a podcast, but I also want to do this. And I also want to do this. And like, yeah, all of those together make us spin. And I feel like that's maybe what's happening. You're like, I want restaurants and I want friends and I want housekeeping <laughs> and I want childcare yes. and I want to 
And then your brain gets like super overwhelmed by all that. And it's like fair to want all of that. It's just almost like getting clear on like what's the top priority there and how do we chase Mm -hmm. that first kind of thing because that's where like so much of that like anxious energy can come in I think where you're like all of it and now and I don't see how that happens right yes Mm -hmm. yes that makes a lot of sense so I think the clear thing here is priorities would be helpful Mm -hmm. and like remembering that like in just and that's the other thing in just a couple weeks we're supposed to be going to Puerto Rico to visit our family which is like both really exciting and it's going to involve like several we have to like drive to DC and like fly <laughs> for like 4 hours with a toddler which will be good but i like don't even know if we're going to get to see our my grandparents which is like the whole reason we're going mm-hmm. so it's just like yeah but i can't control any of that i don't even know if we're going to make it right like who knows maybe we'll get struck by covid a week before but it's just like So that's the other thing. It's, like, hard to even be excited about, like, the vacation because you're, like, I don't actually know if this vacation's going to happen. But, like, for now it exists. So Are you letting yourself be excited or are you trying to almost, like, turn that off? I don't – I feel like I'm pretty neutral about it. Like, I just – I don't think about it a lot. But it's not because I'm, like, well, it's probably going to not happen. So, like, don't get excited about it. I mean, like, it already got rescheduled once. Like, we were supposed to go last fall. And I'm sure it's going to be, like – fabulous and I'm gonna have a lot of virgin daiquiris mm-hmm. <laughs> there. um yeah I just like don't think about it a lot mostly because the travel piece causes me anxiety once we're there I'm gonna be great and it'll be awesome um that's like the packing and the driving and the logistics of all that what comes up for me is almost like letting yourself Slash being more intentional about going there and thinking about it more because it's Mm -hmm. almost like that's so in line with so much of what you're craving. Get out of the house, be with the people, do the fun thing. And so you kind of have this thing on the horizon, but you're like, brain isn't going there. And so it's almost like you're craving a thing that you're actually about to fulfill the craving on, but you won't let yourself believe that. (laughs) That's true. Or even just think about it. So it's just like, how can I be more intentional about Being like, yes, this is coming. This is what I wanted. This is happening. Again, parallel to business, I think it's like, you know, when we see stuff really taking off, sometimes we like want to not pay attention to it Mm -hmm. because it like feels like, oh, I don't want to get too excited or I don't want to give that too much attention. Like I'll look over here versus being like, no, give it attention. Like this is the thing you want happening. Something that's really interesting here is how a lot of times we really are getting what we want, but that fear of disappointment makes us not acknowledge it, right? Like Michelle and her trip, like so many of the things she's saying she's wanting are literally coming in this trip. Um, But that fear of disappointment around if the trip, you know, doesn't go as planned or whatever makes her not want to acknowledge it, just subconsciously, even it's not necessarily a conscious decision, right? But there are so many parallels to business here because I see this happen with clients a lot too, where it's like, you know, the results will start coming, you know, they'll get that client or, you know, they'll get those calls booked or they'll get a lot of people to sign up for their event or whatever that is. Um, and they're starting to get what they want, you know, uh, but that fear of disappointment of like, what if more clients don't book or what if the event doesn't convert or whatever that is really kind of makes our brain turn that off and not acknowledge those wins or not acknowledge that 
we are in fact getting what we want. And it's just really helpful to look at that because the more we can acknowledge like, this is what I want and it's coming, like the more that we actually get in alignment again and take that action and really see, oh, I am at the creation of this. Like I am creating what I want. It's so empowering and it's so evidence building. Um, the more we write it off, the more we get into this story of like, I can't have what I want. I can't create what I want. I don't get what I want. And you can see how those just make us move and take action completely differently, right? So look at this in your own business. Like, is there a way where you're kind of accidentally uh, programming yourself that you don't get what you want because you're writing things off in fear of that disappointment? And where can you really start giving yourself credit and see that the thing you want may already be there in some form or fashion, or you may have a lot of evidence that it's on its way and really take the time to acknowledge that. Yeah, for sure. Well, this this also reminds me of the conversation we had where it was like, let's like envision the like new clients coming in yeah. and not necessarily mm-hmm. jump straight to like the end goal. My brain is like, uh, we're not, that's nope. Like, and here is like a vacation, like weeks away. <laughs> and my brain's like, uh. Yeah. What what do you think that's about? Mm. Um, I mean, like, some of it is, like, just trying to get through each day because, like, I don't know what each day and week's going to bring. And I think January was just so rocky in that way that, like, it feels, like, too much to even think about, like, several weeks mm-hmm. down the road. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just, like, cool. Like, what do I want today to look like? And that's not – it's not all, like – what's the terrible thing that's going to happen today? Like some days it's like, ooh, like can I go get like a sandwich from this little like store? Can I go pick up a coffee? Like there's like fun things happening in there too. But it, yeah, it feels like a lot to like be several weeks down the road where it feels like my brain needs to be like just on figuring out how to make today enjoyable, especially on days like today where it's like overcast and like the weather's doing who knows what. Yeah, I feel like, you know, playing with a little bit more of the both of that is really important because I think like, again, even in business, I think it's so important to be able to focus on today and like what needs to happen Mm -hmm. to move the needle forward. But it's almost like if we lose one or the other, the vision for what's coming or the Mm -hmm. day to day, like it stops working. And so, yeah, I think like letting yourself get back into that, it doesn't mean January wasn't like difficult or traumatizing or whatever, but also not making that like make you believe that you can't think further ahead because then what's going to happen is then you're going to feel even more stressed about maternity leave or the future of business because you're kind of losing sight of that. So it's almost just getting back into that balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like this is like putting the CEO hat on versus Mm -hmm. like getting like all in the like day-to-day tasks. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also what ultimately is going to feel pretty good and juicy because it it makes it feel worth it to do the day-to-day tasks where when we don't have that hat on, kind of like everything you're saying about like we have to pack and drive to D.C. and do that. That's all worth it if that vision of like seeing your grandparents in Puerto Rico is there. That's all bullshit Mm -hmm. if it's not. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right. Then you're like, wait, why am I doing it? Why did I do all this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, although, like, even still, like, then I'm like, oh, well, we got to see some – we got maybe we got to see some friends in D.C. So, like, 
there's good to it regard you know like regardless of the fact and like yeah maybe that's also a good reminder too like some of our friends are like coming into town that week because they had like an event um and so they're like watching our dogs and they can like work from home so they're just gonna like stay in our house for as long as we need them to and like don't have to pay for dog care and they get like a weekend or like a week trip to charlottesville which like is like a place that they both love so yeah it's like wins all around um and so even just letting myself remember that there's good things there too yeah totally and like you know, again, same with business. Like, it doesn't have to be so all or nothing. Like, this one end goal has to happen. It's like there can be a lot of good things about this. But yeah, when I totally turn my brain off to anything that's next, yeah, it's just hard. And it's almost like you know, at the beginning of the call, you're like, I just like sometimes I'm like, I don't even know like what I'm doing <laughs> and what I like. That could be why, because right now you're like, where am I pointed? Like, what direction am yeah. I pointed? Almost, you're like, I'm just like trying to get through today, which again, sometimes we have to, but I think like you don't yeah. want that to become like the new norm that you get used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it's been the norm for so long that I'm like, what does this even look like? And I think that's why I'm like feeling this desire to like, like actually start to focus on like living my life in a way that feels good because yeah. I've spent so much time focusing on like the infertility journey and the business. And I think like there's almost some like escapism in the business because like the business is good. Like, yeah, you know, like I'm not sold out like I want to be or whatever, but like, like I'm seeing momentum in terms Mm -hmm. of like the calls getting booked out and like I'm having really good stop the spiral calls and like it's really only a matter of time before that momentum continues into like booking clients and all of that. And You did just book clients. (laughs) I did just book clients. (laughs) Yes, I did. And there will be more. They're coming. Um, And so like giving myself permission to be like, cool, like maybe it's time to like get my life together in a way that feels good and trust that that also gets to like work for the business too. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially I think that's so important with like maternity leave coming up like we were talking about because it has to feel like, oh, I can kind of have a handle on both. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Or, yeah. And I'm realizing like I don't know what – like, I want that to look like, you know, like, I don't know what feels good there in terms of like, and I, and I think like I do small things here and there. Like I made some like cinnamon rolls today and that was like a fun little treat, but it's like, there's like, I think there's like a craving for like some routines that aren't like, you know, mundane, but like things that I like look forward to on a regular basis kind of thing and sort of like stacking like joy into my day-to-day and all of that. So I wonder too, I'm I'm like curious what you think about this, but what came up for me is like I imagine when you were more in the like IVF process and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you were doing that a lot more because that was so programmed in for you where it felt mm-hmm. like I need to make this journey joyful and that's my job and like all of that. And now that you're kind of in this other phase and you're in pregnancy, it's almost like it would be easy to not connect those as much or like let go of that piece because it feels like, oh no, now I'm here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's some of that. I think it's also some of like my last pregnancy experience was so different. Like when I was pregnant with Mila, like it was before the pandemic hit. And so like my routines were just really different. Um, And so like, I can't like with IVF, I had sort of like figured out like, okay, this is what that looks like in this context. And I, like, could pull that in. But, like, 
I'm having to like recreate that in this context. And like I think there's like a little like grieving there too. Like mm-hmm. um, there was like this really cute like yoga studio that was like literally just for like pregnant and postpartum moms. And like that was a huge part of my like pregnancy and postpartum journey with Mila. And then they like closed during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So they like don't even exist. And I was like, I would love to go there like once a week and just like be with other moms and like have that space. And so like I put on workout clothes today because I was like, maybe I'll just like do some yoga because like that felt really good to like move my body in that way. And so like being like, okay, what can that look like now in this new context? Mm -hmm. Totally. And Or like what does it look like to bring joy in a different way, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because I think that um, if you you almost like look at the trajectory, I mean like certainly there has been plenty of stuff in business you've had to like learn and refine and whatever, but like Mm-hmm. I think so much of your journey has actually been about like what's happening outside of business. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. Like it's yeah. it's almost mm-hmm. like for me the business stuff is easy, and yeah. then it's like, can I manage the life? That's yeah. Happening? Mm-hmm. But then like I feel like there's so much narrative in the coaching industry about like how hard business is supposed to be or like is, and like that's like what all these like solutions are like thrown at. And I'm like, I'm just trying to like live my life over here. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, I also think, too, like, a lot of folks seem to, like, have the light. Like, life is really good, but, like, then they don't know how to, like, navigate the business. So I'm, like, yeah. I think it's just helpful to see that, though, because it almost, like, lets you, like, really get focused instead of it mm-hmm. almost, like, kind of feeling wishy-washy, like, where your attention goes. It's almost like, mm-hmm. we good here. I definitely need to put attention over here. It just, like, again, points you in a certain direction. What I notice can happen sometimes is that we'll use the business to avoid kind of looking at some of the life stuff. But when we can realize that the business can feel easy and we can give our attention to life, it's amazing what can shift there. And it's not so much in this, you know, this or that kind of way. But I do think sometimes when we're building a business, it can become all consuming if we let it. And like I said in the intro, we can kind of get so focused on that that we expect the business to meet all of our needs or we create problems that aren't there or just really really kind of put all of our attention just on the business but when we can see like hey the business is doing well it's moving forward it can get part of my attention but there are other wants and needs and desires that i have as like a whole human right and being able to look at those is so crucial because ultimately, if we use the business to avoid the life, we will eventually stop being excited about the business because it's not giving us the life that we desire, right? It's not fulfilling us in multiple areas. So I think it's really important here to just look at where we get stuck in doing that. I see that so often with clients. And I think, you know, honestly, it's a little easier to do at the beginning of business because there's just so many new things, but I truly think at every level this can come up. And so just a good check-in point for us is like, am I giving the life stuff just as much, if not more attention than the business? Because it's pretty amazing what can shift when I do that and how much more excitement, (laughs) energy, vitality, fulfillment, desire, I could go on and on that I bring to the business when I do that. So they'll grow together in that way, but life needs your attention just as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this has also been 
really kind of illuminating to as I've been thinking about like, you know, what I want to do with like investments like over the next like mm-hmm. six months to a year and like where I want to be putting money and like, you know, and it's just – it's like, you know, I've done a lot of like programs and things to like support myself in the business. But I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like I'm feeling this desire to like – like I have you, like I have support in the business. So like now do I want to focus on like creating like the life, right? Mm-hmm. Like and like really mm-hmm. focusing on that piece. Um, and so that's been like, like a, I think like a revelation that's like come through in like the last couple of like weeks. Like I know at one point I had talked to you about, I was thinking about like joining PPLM, which I think it would still be amazing, but I was like, or I could use that money to like get a housekeeper once a month. Mm -hmm. Like, and I could go back to that. Like, and how would that change things for me? So like, just like kind of playing with like, and again, it doesn't have to be either or, but just like, but just like, what's the actual desire behind it? Like, what am I actually craving and like what do I actually need versus like what feels like the easy safe like oh well I just know how to go into the business containers because (laughs) that's like where the people are yeah no 100% I think that's really super wise and I think it's also helpful to see that there are just different seasons for different Mm -hmm. things and like none of it's wrong like it doesn't make ever investing in that wrong or it doesn't mean make investing in that again down the road wrong or whatever. It's just like Mm -hmm. in this season, what's the craving or what's the priority, right? Mm -hmm. And I think this is where self-trust is built too because you trust yourself to follow those priorities as opposed Mm -hmm. to like you get caught up in whatever you think is easiest or should or whatever. Um, Yeah. But when you can like really trust like, oh, I pay attention to like where I'm at and like what I need most Mm -hmm. and I act from that place, like that's pretty insane how much easier it gets from there to trust yourself on that moving forward, you know? Something really important here that I want to touch on is how self-trust is ultimately built when you follow the season you're in and trust what you really need then and in that moment instead of comparing it to the future or past. You know, I think that there's sometimes this way where if we needed something once, it feels like that should always be it. Or if something needed our, you know, undivided attention at one point, then it feels like it should always have to be that way. Or, you know, in the future, we can see that we might want it to be different. So we're putting pressure on ourselves for it to be that way now. But ultimately the way you build self-trust is to acknowledge where you're at, right? To trust yourself that like, I will pay attention to where I'm at and what I need, and I will meet those needs. I will lean into that. That is when you really deeply start trusting yourself. It it reminds me of almost like a parent-child relationship in a sense where like, you know, a child will need different things at different points on their journey. And the trust is built when you follow the season they're in and meet them where they're at, right? And, and those milestones, <laughs> are going to change over time. But the way you build that like deep relationship and trust is by meeting them where they're at on any given piece of that journey. And the same is true with yourself, right? If you're really trying to force yourself into um, the future or the past and not really paying attention to where you're at and what your needs are, you're going to erode trust with yourself and you're going to set up that story that like, I don't meet my own needs, right? Whether consciously or subconsciously, that's a really, really tough one. So just remember, it's 
so valuable to check in with yourself, to have these sessions, to have these moments. What do I need now? Not what did I need then? And be willing to go there and give yourself that and know that that will impact your business, but of course, also your life so, so much in the long term. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I think like some of it is just like, I've been in this like really kind of like contemplative space. And so just allowing myself to like be there and go there and spend time in that. Um, And again, like honoring that like just because I'm spending this like time and energy thinking about like what I want my life to look like doesn't mean the business is then suddenly falling apart or like no more clients are going to come or like, you know anything like that because I think it's also easy for my brain to like want to go there of like oh well if you stop focusing on the business then like the business isn't going to do anything you know I think what's so interesting about it is it's like almost the opposite it's like because the business stuff can be simple it's it feels easier to actually look at this so it's almost like you know maybe because the maternity leave plan is more set and you feel really clear there it's easier to look at these other things because you're not like, oh my God, this needs all my focus. You know what I mean? You're really like, oh, like this is pretty good, but like I still don't feel quite how I wanted to feel. So I need to relook at this, you know? Yeah. And even just honoring like maybe what I was doing like worked well for a season, right? And like I needed to get the business under (laughs) control and I needed to get my infertility journey stuff wrapped up. And now I'm like finding this like, extra spaciousness, which has also been a theme that we've talked a lot about. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I can either fill it with all my anxious thoughts, about <laughs> all the terrible <laughs> things that can happen, uh-huh. or I can like be like, cool, like what does living my life right now look like for me and what do I want that to look like? And it like gets to continually be an evolution of like what feels good there. And I think it's also like – this is sort of what's coming up for me. It sounds kind of weird to say, but <laughs> stick with me for a second. But <laughs> so like in therapy, like um, when someone has anxiety and you work with them on their anxiety and they, they heal their anxiety, sometimes you find out what's underneath that is actually depression. But anxiety mm. is such like a forward facing intense emotion that like yep. you didn't even know that was under the surface, you know? That makes sense. Yep. And so I think maybe that's a little bit of what we're talking about here is you had such forward-facing intense things, your infertility journey being the top one and starting a business mm-hmm. and leaving your job being, you know, uh, right yes. under that. <laughs> and yes. so now that some of those things are kind of leveling off in a different way or you're in different phases of those, you're kind of seeing what's under the surface in a way that you haven't gotten a chance to before because those were taking up so much of the brain space. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And so like I think – yeah. And so it's just like I'm discovering the slowness. And the slowness in and of itself isn't bad, right? I just want to be able to like fill that intent. Like when I add things, I want them to be intentional. And this is mm-hmm. something that I talk to my clients about a lot. It's like it's not about doing more for the sake of doing more. It's just like getting to integrate things in that just feel good there. And I'm like, oh, there's like space for joy and for more things that feel good. Well, and sometimes what's hard about that is with space comes more decisions. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I think there's a little decision fatigue too. Yeah. So there's like the conflicting Mm -hmm. battle of like, we want to like create a better life experience for ourselves, but we're tired of making decisions. (laughs) So yeah, definitely, definitely feeling that conflict, not conflict, but like those two things butting up against each other. Right. Like I, I feel like, um, 
you know, it's something that we crave, but we forget that again, like with everything, it comes with a trade-off of like, oh, I do have a lot more spaciousness, but with that comes a lot more decisions about what <laughs> I want, what my day looks like, what's the context of my life, da-da, versus when I didn't have that space, I had other challenges, but I certainly wasn't maybe as decision fatigued in the same way, right? So I am constantly talking about trade-offs because I think they're one of the least talked about things in our industry. And I think it's so important. And so here, the trade-off we're working with is that more spaciousness or more space in life in your day does just equal more decisions, right? And we have to acknowledge these trade-offs so that we can work with them and not against them. Meaning, if Michelle is like, I just don't want any more decisions, not gonna do it, just gonna kind of like, glide through my day, right? And not uh, make any real choices here, be intentional about that. She's still going to experience a trade-off. The trade-off is gonna be not feeling intentional about her choices and things feeling kind of messy and like she's not getting what she wants. So being able to acknowledge, well, with all this space comes more decision, I'm willing to accept that trade-off and make these decisions. Then all of a sudden, again, we're back in alignment, we're back in intentionality, and we're back to doing things that get us more of what we want, right? That's why it's so important to acknowledge the trade-offs. Not because we're saying like, life's hard or any of that shit, right? But it's important to acknowledge them because when you work with them instead of against them, you can get more of what you want that way. When you're just not in acknowledgement or acceptance of them, it is more likely that you will get further and further away from what you want because you're not actually being intentional there. So whether it's more space or less space for you or something totally different, just remember that looking at acknowledging those trade-offs and working with them is the ultimate path to getting more of what you want. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, some of it is like, honoring where I'm at and like being okay sitting in this like discomfort of the unknowns too um and trusting that like the clarity will come of like what I actually want to do or what I want stuff to look like because I feel like I went through a similar process with like my nine to five like I was so ready to like leave but I was like I also knew it wasn't time and that if I left like I would be like rushing out of it and like that that wasn't gonna serve me and I had to like sit with that. I had to be like, okay, like I'm feeling this like push and pull, but I'm not quite sure like where it's going to lead. But I know that when it's time, I'll like I'll know and it will be time. And then that time finally came and it was like, okay, yes, this is it. Um, and I think I'm just in another one of those seasons where I'm like, I'm feeling like a restlessness. I'm feeling like something's coming, but I don't have complete clarity on like what that is just yet. But like the clarity will come just like it always does. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that's mostly true. I think like the one caveat I would add is like sometimes it does come faster if we get intentional about it. So I think that's yeah. just like a, a space to give yourself is like, mm-hmm. cool, like it will come. I don't need to like force it. But at the same time, if like I know this is like a thing, yeah. then I get to dedicate time and brain space to that because I think sometimes mm-hmm. when clarity comes slow, it's just because we're not giving it the brain space. It Yeah. Maybe well, requires I had, I had like a I had like a very clear picture too with like my nine to five of like yes. what I wanted to do. And like I even had like kind of a timeline of like what that would look like. And then it happened just differently <laughs> as it always does. Yes. And it happens sooner too. So um, 
even just like giving myself time to like feel into what could that look like and then you know letting the universe work its magic too right totally but but the space to be like I need to cultivate the clear vision is so so valuable yeah yeah for sure which is like everything we've even been talking about in the business like the clear vision of like a couple more clients this week or whatever that Mm -hmm. looks like as opposed to it feeling like so far out and I feel like what would be tempting right now is almost to look like really far out like what does this look like after baby is born and all of that and like not that you can't but like don't forget to bring it into the present yep so even like playing in the space of like what does it look like between now and when baby is born yes exactly yeah does that feel exciting or does that feel more like happy This might be one of those things where I like have my little tantrum and then I like sit down (laughs) with my journal and just like see what comes through. Because I think when I tend to get like overwhelmed, I tend to be like, I'm going to consume all the things and learn all the things. And again, this is something that I talk to my clients Mm -hmm. about. This is just more more universe lessons continually being like, like, oh, Um, and it's really easy to like not take action, even if it's like super simple action. Like I remember when my new client came through, like it was like the like the day before I like had sat down for five minutes and like spent like five minutes just writing on like what it would feel like to have a new client or two come in. <laughs> and then like a day later, someone was like, yes, I want to work mm-hmm. with you. Um, and it was like so easy, but I had like made it out to be so complicated and scary and like whatever. Like it's a piece of paper and a pen. Um, yeah. But, like, the act of starting, again, was, like, the barrier. But, like, once I started, it was, like, super simple. And then when I was done after five minutes, I was like, that was enough. That feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just, like, a, a matter of starting. And I think we've talked about mindset quite frequently. Like, I feel like this shows up on my to-dos a lot, but I'm not setting aside, like, time each day because, like, at some point I was, like, blocking off, like, a ridiculous amount of time. And it felt like it was, like, overwhelming taking up my schedule and like I didn't know how to like fill the time and so even if it was just like five minutes a day like let's just start there well listen I mean like you you what do we talk about all the time in business like we look at the data and we make adjustments so if the data is telling us that you spent five minutes doing that and it literally happened (laughs) the next day yes it would be wild (laughs) to not do that you know like Mm -hmm. if that was like you know, a strategy thing where it's like, oh, I just like reached out in this way. And then like someone immediately converted, like, what would we say? Like, we'll keep doing that. Like, how do we reach out more in that way? So I think it's just helpful to see that in like the same way of like that, if it ain't broke, like that worked, like, let's just do more of what works there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except then of course my brain's like, oh, but Lacey, that was just a fluke. That's just because I just, it just happened. (laughs) Oh, like they're not related. It was just cute. No, they're not related. I just journaled and then I it just see. happened to be that way. That's where my brain goes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's so so let's test the theory. Let's see. Let's let's pretend they're related. And do or don't five like but, mindset work. But like almost like still see it as a test. Like just like yeah. if something happened once in business and it worked really well. Like the test like, let's would get be like data points. Does this keep working? Like, let's do this seven more times or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But let's let's not not do that. And also, like, we've talked about this a little bit, but like, you know how like I think that 
there's this piece of you that still wants it to be the magic. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like you sometimes resist something that feels like, oh, I could just journal five minutes a day and then get the thing. It's like you (laughs) like that it was like that one time magical thing, but like the idea of it being like self-created by doing five minutes a day, Mm -hmm. like does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that does make sense. And like I think just the reminder too of like it can be both. Like I can create the magic. It doesn't all have to just be like, woo, mystical from the above. Yes, exactly. It can still be magic, but it's just like at your creation as opposed to like, yep, had nothing to do with it. Don't even know. Just this one time thing, right? That same theme is back here of wanting it to be the magic, but also needing to realize that we are the creators of the magic and take action from that place, right? I also think it's just a really good reminder in that a lot of us kind of have these themes that we're working around. And so being willing to say the same thing to your client over and over to go there again, to bring it up again, to point out that theme is really important as well, because ultimately like that's how we start working through it. And I think that's that balance Michelle is really um, getting to find in her business right now is where can she both be surrendered and in belief of magic, but also really feeling like the creator that's able to take action to get what she wants. And ultimately, I think, you know, I talk about dichotomy a lot and I think it can be hard for our brains to process those two together. But I think that when those really come together is when things absolutely skyrocket. When I see clients that are willing to both believe in the magic of what's possible and see that they are at creation of a lot of that, it is quite amazing what can come from that. But again, just looking at that theme and seeing, okay, this is gonna be an edge we're gonna have to continue to work. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is the point of these sessions. That is the point of coaching is being able to continue to do the work as opposed to think that we should be able to talk about something once for 10 minutes and you know all is well it never comes up again like that's not how this works but it's also going to feel like magic because if we keep talking about it that is what will ultimately shift it so whether this is a theme that's really an important reminder for you or you have something totally different going on just remember that as well like This is what it looks like to keep having the same conversation, to keep putting in the work around that, and to know that it's okay if you have to keep coming back there. That's the point of all of this, is to give it enough attention that you will get to that shift point eventually too. Yeah, which again, like feeds the out of control, like uncertainty, because I'm like, I don't know when it's coming. And I think that also like ties really beautifully into the like desires conversation of like, I could just float around and wait for the desire to like pop up or I could spend some time exploring if there's already something there. And maybe there is and maybe there's not, but like I won't know until I look at it kind of thing. I think what makes sense to me is that in your infertility journey, like you had to do so much surrender. So that's almost like can be like an easy default in too many ways where you're like, oh, the clarity will come or I surrender it or like, oh, the magic will show up. I surrender it. Versus like what you really did in your infertility journey is surrender and then take as much action as you possibly could to like have the result that you wanted, you know? And so this is almost that that blend of that too. Yeah, that's true. And in the beginning, it feels exhausting because you're doing it in a way that's like not aligned. And Mm -hmm. yeah, 
And then when you start doing it in a way that feels good and you're not necessarily taking the action to make the baby, but then the baby gets to come. Like, it's just like, yeah. Yep. More, just more universe lessons. Mm -hmm. Just being like, here, girl, this is what we teach on. Let's just deepen into this. And I'm like, oh, mama, you, I see you. You know that, I'm sure you know this, uh, but you know that Mike Dooley triangle exercise? Mm -hmm. Um, Was it in Happy Magic? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. That might be like a good moment to relook at this is like mm. if if what's at the top of the triangle that I want is like, you know, getting more clients, then like what's my side? What's the universe's side? Yeah, the universe might need to like create the magic, send the right people, da-da-da. But like I might have to like do the mindset to remind the universe I want that for five minutes a day or I might have yeah. to get really bought into that or I might have to show up in this way. And it's just like – Seeing the collective combination is what gets you there, as opposed to feeling like, oh, it's not I'm avoiding it, Lacey. Yeah, <laughs> like avoiding it doesn't get you there. I don't understand. Yeah, so confusing. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think, and I think that's the thing that's like tricky. Is like I think there's a fine line between surrender and avoidance, right? Yes, agree. Because <laughs> very fine. <laughs> you can be, like, <laughs> be like, oh, I've surrendered, but really you're like, I'm just la, 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 not going to think about it and like pretend it doesn't exist. And like you've just like basically wiped it off the face of the earth for all involved. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that almost like to, to circle back, that's what brings you to that point where you're just feeling like I want to live life more because you're almost like, it, when you're in the avoidance piece of it or the waiting piece, it doesn't feel like you're really living, right? Yeah. Well, and I'm like good at doing enough things to feel like I'm living, but it's still an avoidance, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. For sure. You can take action from avoidance, even though it's action. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm ve- I've been very good at that for a very long time. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> as are yeah, many of my As are many of my clients. And they're yeah. like, what do you mean I don't have to do more? But then I won't get the thing. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. It's still be you're there. Like, oh, that's called avoidance. Yeah. It's <laughs> still be there. Yeah. So I feel like that. that's almost like the the – takeaway or the homework from this is just like, how do I get more in it with what I want and the desires and the things as opposed to Mm -hmm. almost like those live over here and hopefully sometime they'll come and like today I'm just like getting through the day. Like, nah. Yeah. That ain't All in the Mm -hmm. name of facing, not having to face disappointment, right? Because like if we don't name the desires or we don't like spend time in them, then if they don't happen, oh, that just like wasn't meant to be that time. Yeah. Mm. So it just cute. didn't come. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But then you end up living in this limbo where you're like, I feel like I'm just numb half the time and like where or my like life at? Low grade disappointed all the time. Like you're maybe yeah. not like 10 out of 10 disappointed, but you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. five out of it, 10 disappointed yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. And like five out of 10 happy all the time. And yeah. you're like, what is, what is this? What is Bingo. this thing? Yeah. And and this spills over obviously so so greatly into the business because it's the same pattern there of like right. I can do the things, but if I'm still trying to build the business to avoid disappointment, I'm missing it. Mm. Right. Well, and even the piece of like I'm willing to like dream about the like 6k year, but like not about the next client right. that's coming. I know she's coming at some point, but like what if she did just come tomorrow? Like, yeah. 
you know, but then it's like, oh, well, if she doesn't come tomorrow, then what does that mean? And it's like nothing. It doesn't have to mean Yeah, anything. literally nothing. Except that you just still have that desire. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's – I think that's the hard part is like you just kind of got to stay in it mm-hmm. and you got to be willing to stay in it. Mm-hmm. So – even when it's disappointing sometimes. Even when it's disappointing. I know it. It's the oh, that's the hardest. <laughs> well, and, and you know, it's even like the trip, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, I'll just avoid thinking about it versus like, there's a possibility you get disappointed this trip. Can we still play with what it looks like to hold some of that excitement around it? Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. As opposed to like waiting till the trip comes to like enjoy it. And, and, then even half that time still doing that thing in the back of your mind of like, well, what if it gets cut short or what if that – like you can play that oh, yeah. forever. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean I avoided rebuying our plane tickets for like the longest time because I was like, oh, the prices like keep fluctuating and whatever. And it's like so hard because we have to add Ori on there and he wasn't on there. <laughs> my brain I just didn't do it. I just procrastinated so logical it. of you. <laughs> it, was, it took my mom being like – Michelle, have you bought your tickets? Sorry, I keep bothering you, honey. Have you bought your tickets? And I was like, I'm going. <laughs> okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got, a, uh, we got a whole theme here. Mm-hmm. We got a whole theme. And then it took like two hours. It was such a pain to buy the tickets, but I <laughs> bought the dang tickets. <laughs> You're, you like are going on the trip and you get to live like you were going on the trip for now. Mm-hmm. I'm going on the trip. Well, and if like it's not this time, we'll just move it again. You know, like mm-hmm. I will go on some trip because we now have these credits. For yes. A trip is Who knows? Imminent. Maybe I'll be coming to Florida. I'm going somewhere warmer on a trip. Yes. So good. So, okay. So that yeah. is your work this week to get more in that stuff. Okay. Right? Whether that's like more excitement towards Puerto Rico or more like what do I want to, to look like between now and baby what do I want it to look like client-wise next week? But like getting almost like reinvested in some of these desires and letting yourself go there. Yep. So my work is to just like literally look at and play in my desires. Mm -hmm. And get clear on them again too, right? Because I think sometimes in the avoidance they get murky. Yes. Yeah. And if I don't know what my desires are, the universe sure doesn't. Nope. Doesn't know. Like, what is this girl want? And here's like, here's a random thing you can have. Here's a random thing you can have. That's exactly what I was gonna (laughs) say. Like, they'll send you weird wonky things, and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Oh, and the bad thing is, is like, that's been pretty decent most of my life. Like, I've been like fine, but like, I think there's like this thing of like again that five out of ten, right? Like, oh, it's been pretty good, but it's like, what if it could be even better? That. So fun. So kind of makes sense you were like scare sighted at the beginning because this is like that, right? Mm. Yeah. I think it's like a little bit of both. I'm like, yeah. ooh, like what's like what's available here? Like what could happen? And also like, ooh, am I like setting myself up for disappointment? And the answer is probably. Yeah. And I can hold it. Yes. In some way, shape, or form, of course I am. And yeah. I will be fine. But I will get to live <laughs> 10 out of 10 as opposed to 5 out of 10. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So good. All right. So, so keep me posted. Let me know what comes okay. up as you process through. And you know I will. I feel like I'm in I camp like every day. Like, hi, Lacey. Hi. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will talk to you when you let me know how it's going. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Have a good week. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. 
thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.